Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise for your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is our last of the bi-week shows. Um, uh, failed, failed uh, delivering the big show that I wanted to. Um, you know, it is what it is. Again, this will probably be the story, one of the stories I tell during the uh, farewell tour of Bosco's Boys is the uh, football bi-week of 2023 and uh, some of the hoops and hurdles I tried to jump. But hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, today we're going to have the second, I think it's the second time I've done this concept, hot take or not a take, where I ask you guys for your K-State college football uh, or really any hot takes. And I will tell you if I think it is a hot take or not a take and if I agree with it. Should be fun. Uh, a little bit of a spin on a Q&A concept, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I think it's fun. I like this. I like this uh, concept. I like this format. I think it's. I think it'll be fun. I liked some of what you guys had to say. Some interesting stuff came in. Um, before we get into it, um, nothing too crazy. Uh, again, we'll, we'll get back to our preview episode tomorrow. We'll have a live show. We'll record that Wednesday, 7 p.m. on Zoom. The live show is back. Tell your friends. Um, and that will publish on Thursday. The whip around, I think. I'm not set in stone, but the way things are going, instead of having a full-fledged whip around, I might just have two conversations uh, with folks. Uh, something kind of a little bit more long-form cat chat. And then... Um, Instead of an Oklahoma State primer and a Big 12 game of the week, might have a conversation with my friend and colleague Philip Slavin from the 1012 podcast, head of the 1012 network. So we might just kind of have an Oklahoma State and Big 12 as a whole chat. Um, so so the, the whip around might only feature two friends versus like six. 
some weeks. Um, but that's still up in the air. Stay tuned on all of that. Um, non-show news, K-State versus Texas Tech will be a 6 p.m. kickoff. I, I think it was 6 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. kickoff down in Lubbock, Texas on Fox Sports 1. Um, not a uh, not a very nice uh, slate for the Big 12 Um your wall to wall on FS1, and then uh, TCU versus BYU is ESPN on uh, at two thirty. So um, not great. Again, I, I I think the perception of the Big Twelve is not very high right now. Again, honestly, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, everything on uh, FS1 um, next week, or I guess in. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's next week, right? Yeah, next week. Um, not, not not great perception for the Big 12. Um, K-State not ranked. KU not ranked. It's just Oklahoma and Texas in the top 25. I do think it's a little kind of insane um, if the preseason perception was K-State's a top 15 team, losing a heartbreaker at the buzzer, 63-yard field goal or 61-yard field goal, whatever it was. Longest field goal in SEC history versus a team that is now in the top 20 in Missouri. Um, I think it's a little bit of a farce (laughs) uh, that K-State would not be ranked. Um, But, hey, it is what it is. Ultimately, the rankings don't matter, but it is fun. I I, I try to have it both ways. It is fun having a number next to your name. It forces some folks to talk about you that maybe usually wouldn't. Um, but take care of business. We'll get back. But again, the perception of the Big 12 is down. Um, I, I, I think where the TV slots kind of uh, match up with that. Ultimately, I, I think this Saturday's game at Oklahoma State being a Friday game on ESPN, it might be our highest rated TV game all season, depending on what goes on with Texas. Um, the Big 12, again, we got lucky. The, the Big 12 100% got lucky. When the TV deal came into place, Brett Yormark jumping the line. Um, if things go a little bit different, if the timeline shifts just a little bit, the Big 12 could be uh, basically screwed. But um, luckily we're not. Again, and, and I I think that kind of speaks to the casual uh, college football fan. Uh, if there's not a number next to your name, if you're not a high-profile name, you're not going to tune in. Uh, the Big 12 has been drunk. The Big 12 has been wild. It has been an insanely entertaining product to watch. Uh, and just because uh, some of the teams don't have a number next to their name, um, you know, that the TV networks and the casuals aren't paying as much attention. That's fine. Ultimately, it doesn't change anything for us, the diehards. You're listening to a, a K-State fan talking to a microphone. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing a show talking about K-State despite having a, a, a day job that is pretty uh, time intensive, I'm, I'm doing uh, this, you know, for over five hours a week talking into a microphone. We're not the casuals. We're the diehards. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm not worried about it, but it is something uh, that's interesting to track, interesting to talk about. Luckily, we don't have to worry about TV ratings. We're not in a dick measuring contest with the Pac-12 anymore about TV viewership. The Big 12 survived. The Big 12 is going to live on. The Pac-12 is dead. Not worried about it. Um, Tomorrow we'll get to hear from Chris Kleiman 
and his uh, press conference. Hearing uh, chatter out of Manhattan sounds like Treshawn Ward should be good to go um, uh, Friday in Stillwater. Uh, Pastore is now listed on the depth chart at left tackle. Andrew Lyngang just a backup at left guard. Um, you know, I I, I, th- I I think that we're getting healthy, uh, all things considered. It'll be interesting to get an update on Keegan Johnson. Um, Jake Clifton, sounding like he's going to be up to 100%. Um, sounds like RJ Garcia is going to be back, ready to roll. Uh, so it's going to be exciting. I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's not too late to change my mind, but I'm leaning towards going to Stillwater. Um, it's an easy drive. Uh, I enjoy going to games. Uh, hopefully we win. Again, the line is settling in around 11 half, 12 right now. Um, I'm not that confident. I definitely would not be betting it. But, uh, you know, if we're ever going to win in Stillwater again, this might be the year to do it. Um, I mean, that's all I have really for news. We'll, we'll touch on any other news um, tomorrow if anything pops up between me recording this and me recording the preview episode. Um, but, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be back in a game week. And honestly, pumped to be getting closer to K-State basketball as well. Uh, we're very close. We're less. We're about a month out from having both sports up and going full-fledged. Before we get into hot take or not a take, I want to give a special shout-out to my friends over at Charlie Hustle. Look, they just dropped the King Felix shirt, and it is amazing. I'm buying it, so I have something new to rock on Sundays. Uh, it's King Felix doing his dance with a purple robe on, absolutely perfect for the Kansas City and K State combo fan this fall. Check it out, as well as the officially licensed K State gear as well. And it's starting to get chilly. If you guys haven't listened to me yet, get yourself a hoodie or a crew neck. It's the most comfortable thing in the world. Check out charliehustle.com today. Vintage made fresh. They also got some spooky glow in the dark Casey Hart tees. Might have to buy one so I can uh, rock that while I'm handing out candy here in a couple weeks uh, at Halloween time. Um, all right, let's get into it again. Hot take or not a take? I'm basically going to say, all right, is this a hot take or is this not a take? And I will give commentary if I agree with said take or not. Going to start off with one of my faves. I do have favorites. Uh, eh, no, I do have favorites. Sometimes I tell you all I love you all equally. I don't. I do have favorites. And Blake Morris is one of my favorites. His first one, getting us uh, started. If college football doesn't care about regionalism anymore, they should just do an EPL relegation system. One top league, eight regional leagues in the second tier. The second tier teams play in a tournament for promotion. Um, th- this is this is a you know on, on a hot take scale. This is like a five. It's a take. It's not super hot. It's a little lukewarm because this has been a popular thing on the fringes of college football talk for a while. Um, it's never going to happen. I don't know if I would truly like it, if I'm being honest. Um, and, I, and I'm a soccer fan. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the romanticism of promotion and relegation. I'm not sure I like it. And also, again, 
The, the regionalism uh, of things definitely is not what it used to be. Maryland, those don't really make sense. But they added four teams out west, including, you know, both L.A. schools, their biggest rival, Oregon and Washington together, their big rivals. Um, you know, it, it looks funny, but I don't think, and I get annoyed with it as well, regionalism just, it, it isn't dead. But conferences have multiple regions. You know, the Big 12 has their mountain region. They have their Great Plains region. They have their Texas region. Uh, And then they have, like, east of the Mississippi, at least West Virginia and Cincinnati are kind of close. UCS kind of by itself. But the ACC, for the most part, yeah, it stretches. Miami and Florida State are close. You have all the Carolinas. Yeah, you kind of go a little too far north, uh, like with Syracuse and stuff, and Boston College. But again, that the SEC is very regionally focused. I, I don't think the idea of regionalism is really as dead. I don't think I don't think it's as sensational as that. Um, so it, it's it, the it, it's a five. It's you know a lukewarm take, uh, and I don't necessarily agree with it. But hey, you know that's how this game is played. Uh, Callie Mike next. Central Florida Golden Knights will finish dead last in the Big 12 this year. This is like an 8. They're at an 0-2 start. They, I mean, got, you know, we, we took care of business in the second half despite them holding a lead. They had an absolutely hilarious, hilarious um, choke job uh, to allow Baylor to come back and win. But I, I think you look at, uh, I, I think you look at Iowa State. You look at Houston. You look at Cincinnati. Uh, I, I look at a lot of schools that are are just really bad. I I think Oklahoma State. Look at Oklahoma State. Um, I, I think Central Florida, the Golden Knights, as I'm going to call them. Uh, until I stop being mad at them, I I think that they are better than a lot of those schools, and and I think they're going to get wins. You know, there's a lot of turmoil in Lawrence right now. Can they go in? Can Mason, uh, not Mason, uh, can John Reese Plumley um, come back and he start for Central Florida? Uh, could they pull off that upset versus KU again? A lot of stuff, a lot of weird rumors coming out of Lawrence right now. Um, I don't know what that game's going to hold. So I think that's a pretty hot take. I don't agree uh, either. So that's an eight on the hot take, not take scale. Uh, We got Bob Trollsby next. Taylor Swift's music sucks and Travis Kelsey can do better. He qualifies saying that Cincinnati is a Big 12 school. So that makes it a Big 12 take right now. Uh, That's a 10. That is a 10. That is a hot take. That's a bad take. I disagree with it uh, big time. Um I understand that some folks are getting annoyed by the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift stuff, uh, but I think the people who are complaining about it nonstop, like you, Bob Trollsby, are more annoying than uh, all the people who are celebrating and talking about it. We get it. You don't like Taylor Swift. I mean, move on, man. Like, I, I get it. I get it. It's a lot. It is a lot. But, man, the people complaining about it are far more annoying. Uh, Taylor Swift is the most popular American pop culture icon maybe ever. Like she, what what she's doing has only been rivaled by Michael Jackson, and Taylor Swift is dating 
a NFL superstar instead of children. Like, I mean, come on now. I understand 100% why it's a big deal. Also, her music doesn't suck. It might not be for you, but come on. Come on. You're just being a hater. I get it. You don't like the music. The music isn't for you. But to say her music, I mean, look, objectively not true. The most popular music act ever. Like, maybe, no, maybe not ever. Definitely the most popular music act in a very long time. Um, And look, Travis Kelsey, he's dated some super hot, super hot women. Um, But Taylor Swift, she's hot. She's successful. Uh, I this is this is just a lot of haterade from Bob Trollsby. So that's a ten out of ten hot take, and I disagree big time. Um, Cats Cowpoke says the beer of the Big Twelve idea absolutely fantastic. For folks who don't know what that is, I said that all the breweries in the college towns should come to Kansas City and do a beer festival in combination with the women's tournament in Kansas City, kind of draw some cross-promotion. Um, so there's that. Uh, but enjoying or ignoring the logistics, Brett Yormark could put together packs of beer from each school and sell them at events. The Big 12 Foods idea was good, but lacked execution. This could be a spiritual successor. I mean, that's not a take. Um, that I mean, that I, I think everyone in the world would agree with it. That's like a two. That's that, that's a very that, that's very mild, um, not spicy at all, not hot at all. Uh, I'm glad you agree with me. Um, again, the logistics would make that tough, but I think doing something like that could be fun. Draw some more eyes, draw some more foot traffic down to the T-Mobile Center, and drive some more, uh, you know, tickets uh, and folks going to the women's basketball tournament. So I love the idea. It was my idea. Shout out to Brett Yormark. Please feel free to steal my idea. Not a crazy take, not a hot take, but I'm glad you agree. Shout out to Cats underscore Cowpoke. Powercat Ryan with a big 12 take. Uh, KU's defense is more important to the Jayhawks' success than Jalen Daniels. Uh, We have another Jalen Daniels KU take. Uh, Not a hot take at all. Um, Like a four. Um, I, I, I totally agree, and, and this is what we saw last year. When teams started finding ways um, to outscore KU last year, that's when they started, that's when they started losing games. Um, I, I think Jason Bean, and, and we'll just get into it. I'll, I'll just – so not that – I'll say that's a three. And then um, Z-Man, uh, Zach underscore Hoffman says – Jason Bean is better than Jalen Daniels. Now that's that's like a six. I, I think Jalen Daniels is the better quarterback. But look, I, I think that the difference between the two is negligible at best. I mean, I think they're, I I, I think they are very close. I think Jalen Daniels is better. You know, if we're doing like the NCAA football ratings, I would have Jalen Daniels at like a 86. I'd have Jason Bean at like an 82. I think they're both, you know, that B-level type quarterback. Um, and, and KU was always going to go as far as their defense improved this year. Um, we'll see what happens versus UCF. Can they outscore them? They outscored BYU, but ironically enough, it was on the backs of defensive touchdowns. Um, they ended up not not performing versus Texas, and 
Um, it really started getting out of hand when they stopped getting lucky on defense. Um, I, so I, I, I think KU was always going to go as far as their defense improved. Um, and, and I do think Jalen Daniels is better than uh, than Bean, but I, I don't think it's by much. So there we go. There's your K, KU twofer. Tristan Winkle, our special teams is as good as it was under Snyder. Kicking can be frustrated, but I think some of us over overreacted to miss kicks. So they're as good as they were under Snyder. That's a 10 out of 10 super hot take. No, um, any of the numbers would say that is inaccurate. Um, I, I tried to have it both ways on yesterday's episode, fully acknowledge that. Um, but no, it is not as good as Snyder. Again, there are advanced analytics. There are numbers that point to this type of stuff. And it wasn't a marketing shtick. K-State special teams was elite year in, year out um, for the most part. There was a couple outliers during Snyder 2.0. Um, but but we were elite in special teams. And this year we are not. We there There is no metric that would say we are nearly as good. Um, that's a 10 out of 10 hot take and disagree. Um, I think some of us overreact to missed kicks. Yes, I, I, I do think that fans, I, I think missed field goals and missed extra points in the grand scheme of things are some of the most kind of overreact plays in college football. Um, but as much as I love and want Chris Tennant to do well, um, we all remember last season – um, we've seen back-to-back games where he's now missed three kicks in those two games. Um, and he's had some bad kickoffs in both those games, including one that went out of bounds. Um, I don't, I, fans might be overreacting, but special teams, there, there's a massive gulf between where they were, uh, under Snyder 2.0 and this year and even previous years under Chris Kleiman. KSU Railroader Dad X2 BP Hampton. It's way past time to sell beer in seats in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. The beer garden and pass outs uh, to start the third quarter leave us with way too many empty seats. Um, I personally, I think this is a zero out of ten. I don't think this is a take at all. I think this should be pure fact. Say that around other members of the K-State fan base. They're going to say that's like an eight. There is a very loud, a very passionate group of K-State fans, including some, not the biggest and best donors, but I would say the middle, upper middle class donors who love having the pass outs. They love being able to run out to their car during halftime. Um, It is a dedicated group, a very loud group. Um, and, and quite frankly, it, it is my biggest disappointment in the Gene Taylor era. Um, and there's very few things, very few things that I'm critical of about Gene Taylor, not because I consider him a friend, not because uh, he comes on this show, uh, but because I think, you know, dollar for dollar, pound for pound, I think he is one of the best athletic directors in the nation and one of the best we've had at K State. The fact that we haven't gotten rid of exit reentry, the fact that we still don't have general concession beer sales is just maddening. Just maddening. Now, I, I think kind of the revenue boom of 
uh, ha- having general concession beer sales probably going to be over uh, estimated. It's going to be kind of over, uh, you know, thought of by fans. It's, it's, that's not really the issue. It is keeping people in their seats for the start of that third quarter. It is just kind of allowing the everyman the ability to buy a Michelob Ultra or a Kona Golden Wheat and take it back to your seat or a margarita or a canned wine. Just be able uh, to, to, to be able to do that just like everyone else was. I was in the East Club uh, for the last game, people are taking mixed drinks to their uh, seats. They're taking their beers to the seats. The fact that just you know that that you know someone in the south end zone can't do that um, because too many people are upset about uh, exit reentry. That's just dumb. And I know some people are going to come here and say, "Oh well, why can't you have both? You can't have both because concessionaires aren't going to agree to that in their contract." Uh, Gene Taylor said it. Uh, you know. Probably a hundred times at this point. Um, it's not going to be one without the other. I want to see it happen. Um, quite frankly, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I, I press Gene on it all the time. Um, it, it honestly might take, uh, you know, Riley County or the city of Manhattan saying, hey, this is a weird safety thing going on uh, and, and push them to change it that way. Um, we'll see if it ever happens. I don't think it's a take at all. I think that's a zero out of 10, but there's some people in the fan base that, that, that would say that's an eight out of 10. Uh, before we get to this next group, let's shout them out. Manhattan Brewing Company. Damn it. And I understand. I do. I get it. I understand there's contracts, but man, what I wouldn't give to be able to drink a towny wheat from my seat in section seven and cheering on the cats. But since I can't do that, what I do when I go to Manhattan, I stop in for a couple pints. I grab a couple four-packs to go. I have them fill up a couple crowlers to go. And that way, I'm set up with my Manhattan Brewing Company beer until the next time I come to the happiest place in the world. They have all sorts of fun events going on this week at the brewery. First off, if you're not following them on social media... Well, shame on you. Second off, if you don't have their emails, weekly emails for their events, also shame on you. Tuesday, they got El Patron Tacos getting $1 off El Bandito Yankee Margaritas in the brewery all day as well. On Wednesday, they got the Band Book uh, the Band Book Club at 7 p.m. Thursday, El Bandito Yankee Tequila is doing a tasting from 5 to 7. You got Bingo at 7. And they got the Dog Father serving up hot dogs starting at 5. Of course, Friday, they're going to have the K-State game on. 6.30 is kickoff. They're going to have Smokin' H Meats there from 5 on. Purple Pride Punch all weekend. And they're going to be at the Junction City Oktoberfest as well. Always fun stuff going on at Manhattan Brewing Company. If you're not going down to Stillwater, watch the game from Manhattan Brewing Company. Tell them I sent you. All right, we got uh, Cameron Hale. His take is a team with no previous college football playoff experience will win the national championship due to all the quote-unquote traditional participants having glaring weaknesses so basically you're banking on usc or texas winning the national title i don't know about that i don't know about that because if you look at who's participated in the college football playoff alabama 
they can make it. Clemson, uh, they're not going to make it. Oklahoma, they could make it. Georgia, they could make it. Michigan, they could make it. Notre Dame, they could make it. Cincinnati, not making it. Florida State, they could make it. LSU, not making it. Michigan, not making it. Oregon, they could make it. TCU, they're not going to make it. Washington, they could still make it. Look, there very well could be four teams that all four teams could like I wouldn't be shocked if there isn't a brand new participant this year. Um so that's like a that's like a seven. That's a seven out of ten take, and I, I disagree. Um I think Texas far more likely than USC has a shot at winning it. So you're basically saying, all right, do I want to take Texas or do I want to take the grouping of Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, Michigan, Notre Dame, Florida State, Oregon, and Washington? No, I'm, I'm taking that group over Texas because USC is not going to do it. Um, we got Matt next. The Bull, 1856. Kansas State baseball wins the Big 12 tournament this year. Look, I'm not going to pretend to know anything about uh, this upcoming year with baseball. I, this is would be a much better question for my friends, the Aggieville Alley Cats. Um, I don't know. I, I would imagine, knowing what I know about K-State baseball and the history, I would say this is like an 8 out of 10. The only reason it's not higher, the only reason it's not a 10 out of 10 is they seemingly have gotten hot and, and made some noise the last handful of years at the Big 12 tournament. Um, so that's why it's not a 10 out of 10. Um, I'm hoping they make it to the NCAA tournament. They've been on the razor ed- razor's edge twice uh, in this new era of K-State bat- baseball. Um, I hope they get there. I would love to see it. Um, but I, that's a pretty hot take um, that they're going to win the baseball tournament. So I'm going to say that's a 7. Fry Guy 71 why no K-State softball? Um, that's like a... I mean, th- these are more questions. And he also asks, and why do we have the shortest receivers in the league? Those aren't really takes. Um, a lot of folks ask about softball. Look, K-State's not going to add any more sports unless the NCAA makes them, and they shouldn't. K-State has one of the lower revenues. Um, they operate, it is truly the, the old adage, they do more with less. And adding another sport um, is not the way to do it. Um, and again, any any sport that you would look to get away to cut would would, would be more. You know, it, it would cause more issues than relieving uh, any sort of dollars and cents figures. And and let's be honest. Let, let, let's have a frank conversation here. K State has not been able to be a consistent, sustained contender to even be top half of the big 12 in any non-revenue sport uh what you know baseball had a great run uh you know in the early uh aughts is what they call them i think or the early teens you know 2000 like 8 to 2014 ish good run in baseball but volleyball has not been a you know a consistent postseason team uh, in a very long time. Women's basketball has not been a consistent tournament team in a very long time. Um, golf? I mean, I guess track and field is probably our best one. 
Um, but that's not really a team sport. So look, I I'm not ever going to stump for adding softball, a sport we would probably not be good at because the level of financial support is probably not there. Um, to, to, to truly compete, to be a top half of the Big 12 team, so you're never going to find me stumping for that. Uh, the time to add softball would have been when they added soccer. And look, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to stump for soccer either. The way things have been going, maybe adding softball would have been the smarter choice then. Um, but I, I I mean I'm I'm just I, that's not going to be my thing. And I'll tell you this: I I know some folks don't like it when I say this. Softball and and its popularity is proof as to why college basketball needs to shift their calendar out. College baseball and college softball, no one gives a rat's ass about until their postseason play. And why is it that that the postseason play gets all, all the pub? That's because... The NCAA basketball tournament just ended. The whole fun pomp and circumstance around uh, the beginning of Major League Baseball. Oh, nope. It, it's already done. And it's before the NBA starts their playoffs. Um, so so there is this massive gap in the sporting calendar. And all the credit to college baseball and college softball. They have absolutely capitalized on that. Having their postseason where it is. But if that's not proof that college ba- uh, college basketball wastes so much, what, close to half their season playing second fiddle to college and NFL football, um, where there, when there is prime real estate to be the top dog more than just March, more than just the tournament, which also just so happens to coincide with the end of the NFL season, look, hey. I don't I don't dislike college baseball. I don't dislike college softball. I don't get into it um, because you know ultimately that's when I start getting you know back into soccer, um, professional soccer. But I, I just think there's a massive massive gap in the sporting calendar that allows those two sports to rise to the top. Um, so I, and I also think that's probably why a lot of K State fans you know have a desire. For softball, I think vo- I think college volleyball and women's soccer really, really wish that they were spring sports because um, I think that they would see the same sort of fanfare if they were in that time slot in the year. And heck, some folks might think of that as a uh, top ten. That some folks might hear that and think it's a ten out of ten hot take. Um, and if if you're one of them, at Bosco's boys at Scott Wildcat, let's hear it. Um, why do we have the shortest receivers in the league? Uh, I mean, ultimately, um, not a pass-first offense. We don't recruit very well. And here's the thing. If you have the ball skills and agility to be a Power 5 receiver, if you have the speed to be a Power 5 receiver, and you have that elite-level height, uh, look, you're almost automatically a 4 or 5-star Um I think K-State's going to recruit better. I think they're going to find better wide receivers in the future. But ultimately, it just comes down to um, that's the best of the best when it comes to skill positions. So K-State has always you know, found the guys who can do it all, except for they're a little bit shorter. So that's why. Uh, all right, we got a last handful 
Um, possible pass for the college football playoff this season with a sunglasses eyes. That's not a hot take. That's a question. Um, went out. <laughs> that's it. There's no other way. Went out. Uh, Bell underscore R Bell. West Virginia and KSU play in the title game. I think that's a 8 out of 10, and we'll, we'll kind of throw this into West Virginia is the Big 12 dark horse from Blake Huckabee. Um, that's an 8 out of 10. Look, I don't think there are any dark horses. I think ultimately it is Oklahoma and Texas is going to be the Big 12 uh, championship game unless K-State can crash. I don't think West Virginia has a realistic shot uh, to play in that game. Um so, so both of those are 8 out of 10. Yes, they're, they're currently uh, 2-0 in Big 12 play, correct? I think 2-0. Um, they're going to go to a bowl game. They're going to finish far better than I thought they were going to, but they're not going to make it to Arlington. Um, and, and I don't think there's a dark horse. I think there are two main contenders. K-State's a secondary contender um, until one of those two drop two games because I think, I think Texas is going to – I think they're going to boat race Oklahoma on Saturday. So until Oklahoma gets that second loss um, or until uh, K-State beats Texas, I, I think I think it is those two up alone, K-State third, and I don't think there's anyone close anymore. We got MAP. Funny how Twitter uh, college football fans react uh, to wins and losses by their team. Similar across the board. Um I mean, look, <laughs> it's cliche, but college football fans, college basketball fans, sport fans in general, by and large, I would say 90% of us are all the same. You, you got some true wackos uh, that are going to differ uh, in that 10% or maybe 15%, but I think 85% of all sports fans are all the exact same. Just the circumstances that led to us choosing our teams are different. Um, Brian book Walter, Oklahoma is going to beat Texas. They're better. I think that's a seven out of 10. I, I think that is a very hot take. I disagree. I think Texas is a top five team in the country. And I think that they're truly, really the only true contender uh, to go up to Cameron's earlier hot take. I think they're the only contender to win a national title. Uh, that has never been in a college football playoff. So I, I definitely disagree. Then the final one from underscore the Doyle, Casey Doyle. People that say college football is better when insert big name here is good are dumb and boring. <sighs> Man, I, I, I want to give that a one. I want to say, oh yeah, not a hot take at all. But, but it, I, I guess it kind of depends on what you define as better. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, the, I'm not going to watch college football any more or less based on any team that's not named K-State. The only time I'm watching less college football is when K-State has a devastating loss and I'm in my feelings for a week. But I'm going to watch... On Wednesday, after the live show at 7 p.m., which I hope you you join, I'm going to watch Conference USA football on Wednesdays and Thursdays, you know, every week. I'm going to watch Maction in the Sun Belt on Tuesdays. 
Um, I'm going to watch the big games, I, and I'm going to watch the small games. I'm going to migrate to whatever the best college football game is when I'm watching college football on TV, when I'm attending TV, or when, I, when I'm attending games. But the sad reality is that's not true. That's a scalding take because if you look at it, the big brands, the big names, the teams with history, when they're doing well, interest in the sport is higher you know we're seeing it with usc you know we're seeing it with texas we see it when notre dame's good we see it when these historic powers are doing good um now colorado is kind of throwing a wrench in that they're the most most watched team because of Deion sanders yes they went through a glory period they have i think at least one maybe two national titles i don't know how many national titles they claim um they're not a, a blue blood but they are a team a brand that a lot of folks associate with being good at football but it is a little different but again um as much as i hate it as much as i hate it uh shitty big 10 games between iowa and michigan and michigan and uh nebraska are doing big numbers because of michigan because they're good because they're uh, you know all in the national relevance d- despite it being either a blowout or just boring big 10 football these crazy drunk games that are happening in the big 12 are getting parked on fs1 and no one's watching um it sucks i wish it wasn't the case uh but alas that's the world we live in but luckily the big 12 survived we don't have to worry about our place in the world of college sports um so I wish I could give that a one, but sadly, I think that's a seven or eight. Um, but that's all we have for hot take and not a take. Uh, let me know what you disagree with, folks. Um, I hope you do. I love how passionate our listeners are. I, I love how passionate folks are. I like it when you guys kind of challenge me on stuff. Uh, keep me on my toes. So let me know what you agree with. Let me know what you disagree with. I hope you join us tomorrow, uh, 7 p.m. on Zoom find the speakeasy account we'll tweet out the link uh around the afternoon early afternoon for wednesday uh, and then we'll have a little fun uh that's all we have though so for the you know best fans in k-state podcastism the boneheads i'm not gonna say that i'm the best podcast because I, I don't know if that's even true but i do think we have the best community and i do think we have the best fans so for you guys For Chauncey Bosco, the best dog in the world, and there is no competition on that one. We love you guys, and go Cats. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Fight, 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 glory in the-
Podcast Network.